I'd like to take a moment to let you all know about a new nonprofit organization started by my brother Craig. It's called Treats and Truth. They fill oversized brown lunch bags with snack items, chips, crackers, popcorn, cookies, etc. Also, a bottle of water, toothbrush, toothpaste, sanitary wipes, and most importantly, a small gospel tract book of John. No cigar? I'll have to talk to him about that. The bags are then hand-delivered to the homeless and people in need in and around the Los Angeles area. Let's help get this ministry off the ground. They're a 501c3 tax-exempt organization, so any and all donations are tax-deductible and greatly appreciated. Visit their website at treatsandtruth.org. Check out the show notes for the link. Also, please follow them on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you. Welcome to episode 64 of the Burning Bush Podcast, where we share the message of the Bible while enjoying a good cigar. Hope everybody's having a good week and glad you uh, are listening. This week, I am smoking the Enclave by A.J. Fernandez Broadleaf in the Toro 6.5 by 54 size. And uh, I went to AJ's website, and he has absolutely no description of this cigar on the website other than uh, a couple of ratings and, um, and the Vitolas. So I'm going to go ahead and go over to uh, Cigars International to give you the rundown on this cigar. Enclave gets fuller. Sometimes it's embarrassing when your old man is great at doing what you do for a living. In the case of AJ and Ismael Fernandez... Thank God AJ has the foresight to defer to Pops every once in a while, even when he's at the top of the game. Even though AJ is the face of the brand, his father played a vital role in the creation of the original Enclave, wisely choosing to focus on flavor over power. The newest edition of the Enclave again focuses on flavor, but adds a touch of spice that has become popular among cigar enthusiasts. Enclave Broadleaf by A.J. Fernandez features Nicaraguan filler and for the first time utilizes a Connecticut Broadleaf wrapper for a spicy finish with notes of earth, cedar, and black pepper. This one is a fantastic cigar worthy of any cigar enthusiast's collection. Enclave Broadleaf has earned a well-deserved 93-point rating, noting, Wrapped in a dark cover leaf, the color of bronze, this cigar has a copious draw that envelops the palate with earthy notes of mineral, salt, and leather, accented by sweet bursts of milk chocolate, anise, and vanilla bean. And the profile is full. Uh, Wrapper is Connecticut Broadleaf Maduro. Binder and filler are both Nicaraguan. And the Vitolas are Bellicoso, 6x56, Churchill, 7x52, Robusto, 5x52, 
and the Toro, six and a half by 54. And that is the AJ Fernandez Enclave Broadleaf. So let's get back into Dr. Justin Bass's book, The Bedrock of Christianity. This week's section is entitled, Jesus and Yohanan. For a very long time, the primary historical evidence we had for crucifixion in the ancient world was in the writings of people such as Josephus, Cicero, Plutarch, and even the four Gospels. Then, in 1968, archaeologists unearthed the first physical evidence of death by crucifixion. During the first century, many Jews in Jerusalem buried their dead in rock-cut tombs. After a year, the bones of the dead would be collected and put into small stone boxes called ossuaries. In 1968, one of these was discovered that bore the Hebrew name Yohanan, the son of Hagkol. Inside, archaeologists found an ankle bone through which was driven a curved nail. Yohanan is to this day the only victim of crucifixion ever discovered. We don't know why Yohanan was crucified, but it may have been for a political crime against the Roman Empire. This was the most common reason the Caesars would crucify someone, as it was a strong deterrent to others not to fight against Rome. Archaeologists learned from the bones of Yohanan that his arms were tied, not nailed, to the wooden crossbeam, or patibulum, but he was fastened to the vertical stake with nails through his ankle bones. Yohanan's famous ankle bone can now be viewed at the Jerusalem Museum. If you have a copy of the book, you can see a picture of the uh, ankle bone with the nail driven through it, and interestingly, uh, normally we see in pictures of, of the crucifixion of Jesus especially that the, uh, the nails are driven from the top of his foot down through uh, his feet as they're placed one on top of the other. But in this, this uh, situation, the, his legs were put on either side of the cross and his ankles were nailed through from the side into the cross. So a little bit different than uh, what we normally see. Here is how archaeologists believe Yohanan was crucified. And in the book they have a picture of uh, what they think he was, the uh, method of cruci crucifixion was. And it shows him with his, his arms up over the, the crossbars with his uh, hands tied. And then his feet, like I said, uh, nailed from the side into the cross from the outside of his ankle bones. Let us time travel to the moment Yohanan was condemned to death by crucifixion and behold the horror. He picks up his heavy patibulum over his shoulders and behind his neck and is forcibly led away like an animal toward his place of execution. As he walks, 
A placard with his crime or crimes written on it is hanging from his neck. See Suetonius, Domitian 10. During this shameful walk to crucifixion, Roman soldiers are whipping him with leather ropes containing animal bones and glass shards. When he makes it to the vertical stake in the ground that awaits his arrival, Johannan is stripped completely naked, tied with ropes to the crossbeam, and lifted to the top of the vertical stake, and nails are driven through each of his ankles into the wood. Dionysius of Halicarnassus, Roman Antiquities, 7.69.1 through 2. Listen to Johannan's screams of agony as they drive the nails through his ankle bones. After hanging there in agony, possibly for days, most likely cursing the day of his birth, exposed to the crows and wild animals, starving and dying of thirst, he starts to gasp for breath. Due to exhaustion, he can no longer lift himself up to breathe. Johannan is dying by asphyxiation. He suffocates and is dead within minutes. Crucifixion is where we get the word excruciating, literally meaning out of the cross. Tens of thousands of people died this way in the ancient world some under the Persians and the Greeks, but most of them under the Caesars of Rome. Johannan was one of them. Jesus of Nazareth was another. The other tens of thousands of people crucified in the ancient world have been erased from history, and if it were not for the curved nail that stuck in his ankle bone, we, were, we would never have known how Johannan died. Yet somehow, this crucified man, Jesus of Nazareth, is to this day the most influential person in human history. As Malcolm Muggeridge says, his is the most famous death in history. Who was this crucified Nazarene? That's it for this week's reading of The Bedrock of Christianity by Dr. Justin Bass. Don't forget to check out the show notes for links to Dr. Bass's website where you can uh, pick up copies of his books and check out his uh, videos. Also, uh, make sure and check out the link to this week's cigar as well as groundworksministries.com for daily Bible studies and devotionals. And also the Burning Bush Podcast merchandise store where you can pick up some items to help spread the word about the show. And please, tell your friends. So until next week, have a great day, have a great cigar, and God bless.